<laughs> like that's the thing is they're out here. they're out there being like yeah. we're a goat man bridge we're talking to this demon i'm like that sounds like a bad jackass skit you yeah. know <laughs> <laughs> my name's steve owen today we're gonna talk to demons yeah you know? i'm gonna try to get abducted i'm gonna try to get possessed out here at goat man's bridge i'm yeah. like bro you stay safe out there man <laughs> messing with weird they're doing like rituals and shit i'm like i don't know about just that. playing with it yeah they're, toying, they're tempting fate they're like we're at the ritual house and we're gonna do a ritual i'm like why hello and welcome to episode 17 of rhythm and wit the podcast and video series where we discuss and explore the creative and artistic expressions of artists and performers in oklahoma city and its neighboring cities also once referred to by our special guest as the greater metro area My name is David Steele. I am a bass player, a music producer, a graphic designer, a photographer, and a film hobbyist. My co-host is Nicholas Campbell. Nick is a stand-up comedian, a singer, songwriter, guitar player, electrical contractor, husband, father, and my best friend for almost 25 years. In today's episode, we like to welcome a special guest, Josh Bartrug. Josh is a singer, songwriter, guitar player, bass player, drummer, keyboard player, marimba player, tambourine player, as well as the band leader for local garage rock group, Stolen Cable. Josh has been teaching English abroad to Japanese high school students, but he has returned for the holidays to visit friends and family and to reunite with his band Stolen Cable for one more show of 2023. Today we asked Josh what it's like working in Japan and what are some of the cultural differences he's experienced as well as what it was like for him to get started in music, as well as his songwriting process and writing in different musical genres. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and podcast feeds to keep up with new episodes that drop every Friday. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and our conversation with Josh as we greatly appreciate your time and attention. All right, you ready? In five, four. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Rhythm and Wit. My name is David Steele, and with me is... Nick Campbell. Today, we have a very special guest, 
all the way from Kyoto, Japan. Yeah, give my rep my city. Josh Bartra. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hello. 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 Thank you so so much for making this trek. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, man. It's good to be here. Good <laughs> to be here. Just yeah. to do the podcast. Thank yeah, you that so ten much. hour flight for a for a for a. I was told this was a twenty minute podcast. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I, you win some, you lose some. You know, I'm trying to, you know, move up in the game. You know what I mean? Well, we did. We're going to make you that bologna sandwich. <laughs> oh shit! That, that was real. Okay, that was the deal. Yeah, yeah. mustard yeah. and bologna. Yeah, I heard that's your right lunch to all our guests. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> starting now. I heard y'all are sponsored by Oscar Mayer. <laughs> yeah, because we're a couple of wieners. All right. <laughs> all right, but we're doing it. Hey, it's good to have you, man. We're yeah. in Japan doing the yes. Japan thing. Now you're working abroad. How'd you yeah. get hooked up with that? What so, what are you doing out there? What I'm doing specifically is a thing called the Jet Program, which think of that as just more of a recruiting agency they take people like me who speak english and say go teach english in japan mm -hmm. so technically i'm hired through a high school over there and uh i just teach high school students english okay so, yeah. so here's my question on that so yeah. you, so they just pick anybody that speaks english or we, yes they're not going into trailer parks and being like yo man <laughs> You look good enough. But, I mean, yeah. not saying that they can't. Yeah, I mean, it depends. Know? I mean, I have a master's degree in teaching English, okay, yeah. but that really just got it to where I teach at a really high-level, prestigious school mm -hmm. less than... Because there's cats over there working that are just out of college. For Like, my coworker has a degree in computer science. Yeah, he's not... Oh, okay. So, so, like, I've known a lot of people that have gone to, like... Um, South Korea and well, we have a friend now there, right? Kellen in yeah. South Korea. Mm -hmm. It's like she's, she doesn't know Korean <laughs> at all, but, it's a she, but she's a teacher. Or, but yeah. yeah, it's like, but um, she was a teacher here. But uh, yeah, it's like there's lots of people that go to specifically South Korea. I've known that teach English there. Well, South and, Korea got yeah, they're not going to that North Korea. Yeah, so no. I wanted to make sure I get the right <laughs> the right one. Yeah, who gets one. that assignment? <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know? Uh, but yeah, but yeah, Japan is obviously much harder to get into, I'm sure, than most other countries to teach at. So I know you've been working at for working towards this for a long time yeah. since before I even met you. Yeah. So um, so that's been fun. How are you liking it? It's okay. I mean, I'm only <laughs> gonna stay a year. Is my plan? Mm -hmm. I could stay up to five years with the company I'm doing it through, but I'm probably only just just gonna stay the year. Mm -hmm. I like it. Food's a little different. Yeah, that's my deal. <laughs> you know, what's the biggest thing? Uh, rice, a lot of rice. Yeah, yeah. And rice is everything. Yeah, um, yeah. We wanted to ask you, um, what is the best ramen that if you've had ramen over there? <laughs> I've only had ramen at one place over there. It's this little, I think it's a chain store that's next to my apartment. Mm -hmm. A little bit. Um, I don't know what's in it, but that broth is real creamy. Yeah, it's got like okay. a lot of butter. They put a lot of butter in their ramen. Mm -hmm. It's good. Yeah. I like it. It's probably a lot different. We eat at Tamashi's a lot here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah it's a little different. Not quite the same. Yeah. Uh, but we love ramen. <laughs> Hell yeah. Do you got any favorite places to eat there? McDonald's. Yeah. Really? Moss Burger. Eat a lot of Moss Burger. Was Moss, Moss Burger is their fast food burger chain. Hmm. I go to the mini stop a lot. It's a little shady convenience store they got hot dogs yeah <laughs> and i'm like i need some american food i'm gonna yeah. go to the mini stop get a hot dog it's shady what makes it shady is it like a triad uh, hanging out or something <laughs> no, no i mean i don't know most there's like no shady things over there really but it's just kind of a little more of a dingier type convenience store compared to like a 7-eleven or a family mart or something like that okay. it's 
not as well lit. I yeah. suppose. <laughs> yeah. You know? But they got some bomb. Um, yeah, they got hot dogs. Hot dogs. Yeah, they got some good like curry bread. Not curry bread. They got some good like custard bread. Hmm. Hell yeah. So you've been trying to find your kind of touchstones from, you know. Yeah. Being back home or being being there. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh, yeah. So like, but like, what kind of differences are there that you've run into? I mean, the food's been the main thing that's, like, an actual, like, shock, mm. I would say. Um, they drive on the wrong side of the street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that took a little that's bit good. to get used to. And that's just because that they're, they're on the opposite side of the world, oh, right? Yeah, oh, it's yeah. like the toilet's flush different. Yeah, the toilet's flush different, too. Yeah. The, <laughs> the trash is different. Yeah, you were they're... telling me yesterday about they have, like, different bins for different yeah, things. Yeah, so I got four trash cans in my apartment. One for, uh, what was for? One for burnables. One for plastic, one for PET bottles, and one for cans and glass. So, okay. and it's got to be separated. You got to clean everything out. Yeah, like, rinse it. Rinse it out. There's no garbage disposal, so that's kind of a pain. Hmm. But, oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. The guys say they probably don't use, I mean, they, should, they probably just don't have them there. Well, you know, you know them Kyoto protocols much. they got that the U.S. didn't sign on, oh, environmental okay. stuff. I live in Kyoto, so <laughs> they're all about them protocols. Oh, yeah. Do you like it better? I mean, I know it's tougher, but do you appreciate it more when you're cleaning up? You know, you're like, <laughs> like hey, you know what? We're in a clean place, man. And all that. I, I like it, but it's a, I, I make the joke that I'm used to Oklahoma where I throw shit away by just throwing it out the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So Somebody. it's nice, but it's still kind of like, man, I got to do all this crap. Yeah. I just had a cup of coffee. Well, I had a little can of coffee. I got to rinse it out now. Mm-hmm. Dang. <laughs> yeah, I, I love recycling. I mean, that's something that I recycle a shitload if anybody comes here uh they know uh i've got you know recycling cans and bottles but it's, I, as far as i know i don't i never rinse my shit out <laughs> i don't know if it's necessary here i don't know but it's still like but i like that now here there it's becoming more convenient because it's 10 you know 15 20 years ago whenever I, we, we first kind of moved in into our own places and stuff it's like how do you recycle like there was no recycling no it's like, a psyop i mean so like you'd have to take your stuff to a recycling plant if you wanted to recycle and that's a lot of work but like now in oklahoma anyways they have these nice you know big recycling uh trash cans that they pick up and so i recycle way more than i throw away in the other trash yeah, yeah. which is good so I'm, you know obviously japan's way more ahead of even most of america with that stuff yeah so. well dell city's still behind we don't have yeah. a recycling you know <laughs> well, you're, well, they're like Del that city. doesn't exist <laughs> no that, not a psyop it's fake yeah. <laughs> not on this side of town yeah i mean that's the, that's the other thing right we have no idea where these are i mean they, for all i know they could take these green trash cans and just dump them right in with the rest yeah of the trash. It just makes it easier to burn <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. No idea. yeah he cleaned all this stuff for us uh, <laughs> but yeah that's uh so I don't know what what about like getting around in like in Japan uh, yeah Japan like you've been to the Golden pa- no what the is Golden it? Pavilion Pavilion that's yeah a, that's a couple train stops away from me <laughs> so I was going to get a haircut this was a couple months ago and I was looking at my map and I was like is that the Golden Pavilion like a mm-hmm. block away from where I'm getting my haircut oh, yeah. like I wasn't planning on going mm-hmm. I was still I was like hey, I gotta go get this haircut yeah. I'm gonna go back home go back to bed I don't know <laughs> yeah. but I got my haircut and I was like. How long does it take to walk to the Golden Pavilion? I was like, 10 minutes? Yeah, why not? So Mm -hmm. I went down there. I shot the Stolen Cable album release video. 
Hello, it's me, Josh, from the hit band, Stolen Cable. I'm here at the Golden Pavilion in Kyoto, Japan, to remind you good people about our album coming out, September 22nd. It'll be available on all your favorite streaming services and have all your favorite songs. So make sure to give a listen. Remember, September 22nd, Stolen Cable, self-titled album. It's gonna be good. <laughs> I was like, I'm out here at the Golden Pavilion. Mm -hmm. like, what are you at the Golden Pavilion for, man? That's cool. Yeah, it's like a sure a ton of cool stuff to see there. Old buildings, and yeah. Cool architecture. I'm definitely in one of the historic. Cent I mean, it's the original, the OG capital of mm, Japan yeah. back in Shogun times oh, before the okay. Meiji so Restoration. The, that's the, probably the oldest part of. Japan, oh yeah oh yeah like yeah. it's got the old imperial palace there and it's mm. got all types of temples and shrines uh, like i'll be walking to like 7-eleven and it'll be like a suburban urban area yeah it'll just be a little shrine like yeah. in front of the 7-eleven <laughs> just right there from like because like in 200 a.d a dragon was found there or something like that and like my boss was like, you need to like translate some of the inscriptions because there'll be some wild stuff. There'll be like a dragon was here 200 years ago and that's wow. why they got the shrine yeah, there. Yeah, that's cool. Like there's like a bunch just around my apartment, just little. Mm -hmm. little How far boxes. is the shrine away from the 7-Eleven? I'm yeah. talking it's in the parking lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so that's that is historic. But anything outside of it can be yeah. It's just a little, like a shrine's maybe a size of like that amp right there. Oh yeah, yeah. So okay. it's just a little big. marker yeah. basically, and you can leave a little offer. I don't even know if you can leave an offering at those shrines, mm -hmm. but sometimes I'll see like green tea or some sake out in front of the shrine. Mm -hmm. I'll be like, okay, someone came by and did something. Oh, well, dang, that's cool. Uh, yeah. Have you been uh, or maybe looking forward to checking anything else specifically out while you're there? Uh, I want to go back to Osaka and go to the uh, Family Guy bar. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? It's literally a bar called the Drunken Clam, and it is a Family Guy-themed karaoke bar <laughs> on, like, the third floor of a building in Osaka. What's up, y'all? It's me, Josh, from the hit band Stolen Cable. I'm here at the damn Drunken Clam in Osaka, Japan, to tell you good people I'm going to be coming back for Christmas, and Stolen Cable will reunite. December 30th, 8 p.m. at David the Dead's abode. All the bars there may be the size of this room. <laughs> and so you got to get there earlier. You're not getting a seat or it's going to get super packed yeah. out real quick. But yeah. they got the family guy. They got the giggity juice. Deocity, what is that, know? dude? It's, it's, uh -oh. it's just jungle juice, but it's called giggity juice. <laughs> okay. you know? Yeah, what do you do? Do you sing? Yes. Do you yeah. sing too? Okay. Yeah, I sing. I sing at the at the Family Guy bar. There's a bar in Kyoto I've been going to to get White Russians recently, but they ain't got mm -hmm. karaoke there, so I just yeah, kind of chill. Yeah, you were saying the the karaoke is different. You didn't like the karaoke. Yeah, it's it depends <laughs> on the place I found. Yeah. If you go to like karaoke rooms, right. that's not my scene because yeah. like, you know, it's too much of a party in a way. Yeah, but it's like I know that in Japan, obviously. That's where karaoke comes from, right? Yeah, like, yeah, that, kind that's of, their yeah. thing. But in the American karaoke is like very much not more of a social thing. Yeah. yeah. But that's more of like they have like rooms sectioned off where like a group of people can just hang out yeah. and sing with just a small group instead yeah. of a whole bar. And there are some karaoke bars. Like this was a couple weeks ago. I was at the rock and roll bar yeah. because just chilling with some friends. And drinking white Russians, and these two Japanese dudes come in. It's their birthday, and they mm. keep telling oh, Tonjobi, "It's my birthday, it's my birthday." And they're like buying us all drinks, oh, and yeah. like I was about to bounce, like, "No, you stay." He's like pouring a 
beer. I'm like, hell yeah. And he stands up and goes, oh, we're going to karaoke. Who's going with us? I'm like, man, I'd like to, but I got to catch last train. He's like, no, I'll pay for your taxi home. Where do you got to go? I'm like, I got to go to Karonobitsu station. Karonobitsu. I don't remember what the station is called. <laughs> I got to go by Randon yeah. Tenjingawa, and then I got to walk a couple paces that way. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine, fine, fine. We'll, go, we'll go karaoke. We'll go karaoke. I'll pay your taxi cab. So we go to this other bar and keep in mind the bars i go to are more foreigner friendly yeah, okay. i'd say mm-hmm. you know i can speak english more and get touristy by. Even, i'm like, not even necessarily or, touristy because yeah. they're kind of hard to find yeah, but okay. more more friendly to tourists mm-hmm. i'll say yeah but we go to this like other bar that was much more like high class and like the staff's wearing kimonos and Mm-hmm. They're like looking at me like you don't speak Japanese. What are you doing here? But I was like, I can speak a little Japanese. Come on, man. But, <laughs> but but I don't know where I'm going with this. The dude's just like, yeah, this is my buddy. We're met. They're like, okay. But we yeah. sang some karaoke at that place. So that was more of an open. Yeah, that was more karaoke. of an open karaoke yeah. bar. There's a couple that are like that. You mm-hmm. just gotta find yeah, them. Yeah, once you know, that's you know, you can hit them back if you want. Cause yeah, yeah. I know you like to do karaoke every week if you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What are your songs? What are your go-to songs? Uh, so, and they don't have this one in Japan, but I do it here at Cookies locally. I do Signs by Five Man Electrical Band. Uh, yeah. I don't know that sign, one. sign, everywhere a sign. a good one yeah you like a lot of the old school like 60s and old you know yeah very much mm-hmm. yeah that's definitely my vibe uh, well let me ask you this then did you uh did you do any open mics while you were there yeah. no open mics aren't really a thing over there mm-hmm. i noticed because really? even before i went i was talking with one of my friends who lives over there and i was like hey you know i'm looking for like open mics what are those like and she's like oh they those aren't really much of a thing they are, but they're way different. They're more like little festival type deals, I think, from what I can gather. Hmm. Uh, I haven't found a place where I could like go and do an open mic necessarily. Same, yeah. It's like it's you just, can't just show up with your guitar and yeah, sing. and sign up and do something. It's, hmm. How do you get your fix? It's it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> Wait, I know that from social media, you found a group that hangs out at the river. Yeah, and plays outside. yeah. Shout out to my boy Hiro. I don't know what camera I'm looking. At. Shout out to my boy Hiro. What's up, Hiro? What's up, Hiro? Hiro, yeah, yeah. but. He chills down by the river with his crew. Yeah, I've seen the videos and stuff. So we get together. I don't think we're supposed to be there. I've gotten stopped by police a couple times. There was one time I was out there by myself before everyone got up there. I was just kind of real quietly playing. Mm. Like seven police officers rolled up. I'm like, they're like, you need to stop. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) So I'm packing up, about to leave, and Hito rolls up. He's like, oh, hey, I'm like, hey, man, like, I just got stopped by police. He goes, oh, okay. And then he starts unpacking all his shit, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's got candles that he sets up. He's got, like, percussion equipment that he, like, mm-hmm. lets people play with. Nice. He's yeah. like, you should come and play a song. I'm like, dude, I got stopped by police. He goes, just do what your heart tells you. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. all right. <laughs> my heart wants to go to jail right yeah. now. Yeah, I'm like, my heart, my heart wants my residence card to get revoked, yeah. you know. Right. He's like, yeah, that's, that'd be tricky to you don't want to mess around when you're over there no. <laughs> no. No, yeah yeah i'm not trying to go to foreign prison right yeah no. did you well did you were you able to hook up with any other musicians or anything yeah i mean all those cats mm-hmm. um uh so the thing with japanese schools and if you watch anime you might know this mm-hmm. but they got the the light music club which is basically yeah. just rock and roll club okay yeah 
and I've gotten kind of hooked in with the guy who runs that. He 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 helped me book a couple gigs about town. Yeah, I know that you had played at that. What was the festival? Yeah, the Nishijin Tabi Festival. Mm -hmm. Um, there's some videos out on the Stolen Cable Mm -hmm. Instagram of me doing that, but (laughs) it's called Twin Flame. I mean, that was the closest thing to an open mic I did in the sense that they were just, I was at just like a restaurant or like, I was at a food truck and I was at a restaurant. I played three sets. I was at a restaurant. About, shoot, probably eight, nine, ten songs. It was been a couple months ago. It was a full 30, I think I had 30 minutes that I had to fill. Yeah. How was it received? It was received really well. I had a lot of people come out. The first night, I, the first set I played, the first I played two sets in one day, the first day, so and a lot of the, the same set, uh, just different days. Yeah, same set, set, different same, venues. Same songs, yeah. yeah, but the first time I had a bunch of my English-speaking friends and coworkers come out. So that's why I think on one of the videos I start stage bantering in Japanese. I just kind of stop. I'm like, y'all speak English. <laughs> <laughs> crap. But no, I played four sets. Okay. I played two on Saturday, two on Sunday. Nice. But Saturday was the day that all the English-speaking homies came out, and so that was cool. But Sunday, I had to do it for all the Japanese people. Now yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm singing English songs, but everyone seemed to really dig it. Yeah. So that was nice. I think it's probably like because uh, your style is very like kind of. Um, Folky, yeah. You know, when you do soul stuff, so I think people. I mean, they probably don't ever hear that kind of style. I mean, it's very, yeah. I mean, it's they, a very American style that you do, as far as yeah. And I mean, you play, a, a, get a guy playing acoustic guitar solo. You're gonna get, you're gonna get what you're gonna get. Yeah. You know? So there, <laughs> there are a couple other cats. Yeah. I was doing um. The guy, a guy I played with, not like at the same time, but was around my slot mm-hmm. pretty much was a dude doing a traditional violin okay. like yokyu and i can't pronounce the mm. word yokyu violin like the kind of southern island part stuff mm. and it was some cool stuff yeah it was cool stuff he had he was running through an electric violin to like a pedal board nice oh. it was some good stuff uh yeah so you did the festival and then you've been uh, you've been keeping up on social media with i think Instagram. I remember you saying you didn't really use Instagram a lot when we first met, but now yeah. I think it seems like something a good tool for you to connect with people back home. Yeah, I got different social medias for me serve different purposes, yeah. and Instagram is my self promotion one. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, that's you a, know. It's, it, I look at it a lot. Mostly creatives use Instagram. Like I always think about my family members. Like they rarely that that aren't in the creative field at all right like don't really use instagram right mm-hmm. but everyone that i know that's an artist is heavily use 
using it. Yeah, so. I got I got Instagram for music and art stuff. Mm -hmm. I got Facebook yeah, for family, family. and <laughs> coworkers, things of that nature. And, then and Twitter's for me. X. Twitter's X. for me. I'm never calling it X. Screw that. X, the app formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that's Twitter. It's Twitter. <laughs> what are you throwing on there? Just like crazy thoughts? Just bullshit. <laughs> um, that's the one. I sometimes think I'm funny on there. I'm not yeah. very funny on there, but... Yeah, I was going to say uh, something that we didn't have, because I hadn't told Nick about this, but it's like you've been, you showed some interest in doing comedy and yeah. even did some comedy at Fairweather. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, so, like, what do you, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I, Nick, you could probably ask him some questions about that. Or, yeah, ask me some yeah. questions. <laughs> also, did you bomb? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Badly. Badly. Really? Badly? Yeah. Not badly. Yeah. Yeah. They'll catch I, you at Fairweather. Yeah. I did a bit. I had a bit. I, I like before I left for Japan. I'd be working on bits just for fun. I'd, I'd go to the. I'd do a lot of them at Vanessa House. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's a good was. one too. Yeah. Yeah, they. Well, she had recently closed that mic. Yeah, I had one. The one I liked was, you know, my name. My name's Hunter. I'm 27. You might not know this about me, but I got a bitch ex-wife. <laughs> the the crux of the bit was like, I took him out to the Ozarks. My bitch ex-wife and my stepson. Out to the Ozarks, a goodwill gesture. That alimony, I'm getting sick of that alimony. Goodwill gesture. Come out to the Ozarks. You're probably wondering why I call him my stepson. He don't look like me. He don't look like me. But the whole crux of the bit was gonna be like, you know, that's like his real son, but he's like, no, it's my stepson. He don't look like me. Oh, yeah. So I sounds like a good. Character. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's a character. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, so are you still working on it? Oh yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, when you get, are you gonna try to do a little bit while you're here? No, not while I'm here. Probably, I ain't got time to. Yeah. Yeah. To bomb at comedy. <laughs> you, know, you know. Well, maybe yeah, when you come back in the summer, maybe you can get yeah. into it. Cause yeah. Because there's plenty of opportunities to do it. I mean. But you'll be back for good during the summer, right? Yeah. Be for back the, at it. At least for a for while. good, for the most part. For yeah. good, for the time being. <laughs> yeah. Because now I, that's another thing I hadn't brought up to Nick too. But your your next adventure, your plans to go to Germany. Yeah, Germany right? to Maybe. teach. No, not to teach. <laughs> I'm trying to get out of teaching. I'm trying to, I'm trying to see if I can't do some more music stuff. Maybe even go back to music school. Oh, and, nice. and for like pop drumming, mm. something of that nature. Pop see, drumming. Yeah, like just popular. Get a degree in drums, but focused on popular music. Oh, did yeah. you do? What'd you do? Did you already do that? Nah, so I spent two years at OCU doing classical percussion. Okay. But my first, one of my first weeks there, I was, this older guy came up to me and was like, what type of music do you listen to? I was like, so I told him, I was like, you know, man, I listen to the Beatles. I like the Kinks. He goes, I listen to Mozart. I'm like, I'm like man. Good job, buddy. I'm like, cool, great. I'm not going to fit in here, am I? Yeah. You know? Okay. They're like, I listen to Mozart. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Screw so, you. So, yeah, that was the classical percussion. I didn't know you studied classical percussion. I knew you did drums and stuff. Oh, I was good. I was are, good. That's yeah. why I'm, I'm not going to put the mug up here and face the logo to the camera. <laughs> sponsor uh, us. Because our uh, Jared Murphy, the drummer for Stolen Cables, you guys grew up together in a way in Yukon yeah. and also studied drums together is that right like, not together or, same school but yeah, different times but yeah i mean he studied drums also so. yeah um yeah that's cool yeah all you know is classical first no it was classical yeah. i did uh my senior year of high school i was a soloist with the philharmonic out here like the actual philharmonic yeah because jared like, said you're you can 
kill it on what is it the marimba marimba <laughs> yeah. yeah you're like he says like you're one of the like top marimba players or something in like the world <laughs> that's one thing where it's like i mean i haven't touched the instrument in right. a hot minute but i was good like yeah. that's one i like to stay humble but i <laughs> but damn it i was practicing like five hours a day yeah. like i was good i knew what i was doing on marimba <laughs> nice dude and that's like a combination of percussion and uh, yeah, it's mallet melodies, percussion. right? Yeah, like, that's mallet percussion. It's laid out the same as a piano. Mm -hmm. I'm playing usually with four mallets, so yeah. I'm playing full chords and <laughs> different weird stuff. Uh, but yeah. So have, yeah. Have you guys incorporated any of that in the stolen cable? I'd love to get some vibraphone yeah. going. But well, well Jared's I mean, got that, that uh, bell kit. The bells that we'll use. And you've recorded some bells on yeah. your tracks. Most of the bell stuff, I think, on that yeah. stolen cable album, mm -hmm. I think I did most of that. Wow, dude. Yeah, I don't think Jared. Well, we we're gonna have him do some on one song. We never did get it recorded, but yeah, uh, but yeah, you did the rest. So yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know if we want to move into some songwriting and kind of uh, music related stuff. Let's do it. Let's yeah, do man. it. You, uh, so how'd you start? What do you? What do you? Uh, how'd you get started when you were younger? When'd you start writing? So, like, oh that's a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Like, wait, where do we start? Where do we start? So, I mean, I've always been around music. Yeah, yeah. I was always a drummer. A, a yeah, my musician. dad, if you're free New Year's Eve, you know, go see Bobby Bennett and the Borrowed Bandits Band featuring my father on drums. <laughs> I think that's the name of the group. And I think that's the day. Don't ask me where they're playing. I don't know. Like, 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 like an Elks Club or something somewhere. Yeah, somewhere fancy. Yeah. DM, DM below. <laughs> Leave a comment. Leave a, like, comment, subscribe. But... So, and my mom's a clarinet player, and they were both mm. high school band directors. Yeah. So I was always around it growing mm -hmm. up. But most of my music taste was really shaped by really my dad and by Jared when yeah. I was in high school. Yeah, they man. both really shaped my music taste, to especially. So my dad is, I mean, my parents are a little bit older. Mm -hmm. So my dad especially listened to like 60s, 70s, 80s music. Yeah. So that's what I was around, or what was around me when I was growing up was. Mm -hmm. You know, stuff like the Beatles, especially yeah. the Beatles. Mm -hmm. Like, I think the first CD I ever got was a Monkey's Greatest Hits CD. Oh. So, <laughs> hey, hey, we're the Monkeys. I know. You know well, I, one of my first touchdowns to the Beatles, I, I came to the Beatles later, I mean, as a teenager, I guess. I, mean, I think we were, like, in middle school or high school, even. But um, but it was the Beatles 1, uh, yeah, Greatest that, Hits. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it had, like, everything. And I was like... And I love that album so much. And then I obviously took that and dove deeper into all the albums. Yeah. But you know, it was just a good introduction to everything that they did. Oh, yeah. Um, That's a good... If you don't know nothing yeah. about the Beatles, I mean, it's literally all of their number one yeah. hits. Yeah. So yes. it's just all... And it's like every decade or every um, year, yeah. you know, throughout their entire... Throughout their year. eight years they had going yeah, on. Yeah, I was gonna say every decade. Every decade, every decade. Less no. than a decade. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you can go. They they spent some time in Hamburg. They spent some time with the Quarrymen. You know, they got they got yeah, a decade, uh, yeah. a decade plus two. Well, and then maybe. yeah, if you 
look at uh, even individually, of course, they've yeah. done tons of shit. But, um, yeah, Ringo was putting out solo albums well into mm-hmm. the 2000s. <laughs> uh, so, I know that, I mean, you, this, we have a question about how often do you write songs. I already, I know more about this. It's like you write songs like crazy. I feel like it's like an obsession or something. It's like you just have to do. And like, <laughs> it's like yeah. you. You, you breathe and you write songs. Yeah, it, it really is how I process emotions. Yeah. Um, you know, yes. like I'll call you when I was living here, so I'd call you like, bro, I gotta come by and write a song. Yeah. <laughs> or you got a new song you want to come over and work on or whatever, which yeah. is cool. That's what I love about you as far as like the musician. It's like you're like the gold mine as far as like a songwriter. Yeah, goes. and kind of going back to what we were talking about. A little bit ago about how I came to music was I was drumming for a bunch of stuff like yeah. I played drums for a little bit for a ska punk band called Elephant Sea that was fun but i actually was like i want to write songs i gotta go back to where i can write more songs so it's one of those that just they're just always there i always got to do it it pulls you in yeah it's like you can't get away if you wanted to (laughs) yeah how are you pulling ideas where are you getting your ideas what do you go with do you sit down does it just come to you sometimes it just comes to me one of my biggest i guess I don't want to say inspirations because it's not what I mean, but a quote that always stuck with me was from Jack White. I got thoughts about Jack White, but <laughs> he's—I think he's a genius. But I mean, I—I I probably agree with a lot of. Or, I got thoughts counter about. I like his music. I like his music. I like the White Stripes a lot. Yeah. But I saw he had a quote where he was like, "If you want to write music, you have to be able to sit down and write music, even when you're not inspired." Right. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I think I really try to do. Was mm-hmm. like. Like last summer before I left, my goal was I wanted to write a song once a week mm-hmm. to do at either Fairweather Friends or yeah. Vanessa House. Mm-hmm. And okay. so I'd sit down, all right, I got to write a song this week. I'm not feeling anything, but I got to do it. And do just, it anyway. you just make one come out, make one happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's probably the best kind of even piece of advice for people, like creatives. And I've oh, yeah. been thinking about that a lot. And we talk about it a lot with the, when we always bring this up, but the morning pages is writing daily writing exercise that you do every morning and like and it does that same same thing it makes you be creative or at least be right you know you're writing something no matter what it is but it gets your brain used to always doing it no matter how you feel yeah i mean it's a skill and you gotta practice it Mm -hmm. whether you're writing comedy writing fiction writing non-fiction any type of creative thing where you're taking words mm-hmm. or sounds it's a skill yeah and yeah. You, you can't just wake up one day and do it yeah you know Could i always I, think of it like man you know i'm willing to get up and go into work even though i don't want to yeah and like i can't even i got to be able to show up for myself in the same way yeah you know? exactly. it's like i don't want to exactly. do this right now but i'm making that guy some money let me make yeah. myself something you yeah know? exactly yeah but, uh and i definitely have seen that for myself with what i do with this podcast every week it's like there's an episode every Friday, whether I want to <laughs> want to do it or not. Every and Friday, and it makes me, you know. And I think that it's, yeah. It's like I don't, I, 
I don't I choose not to ever take a week off but like um, and I think it's it makes it and I, I'm appreciative of that too is it's like I can't it's like I have something to do every week too yeah and I, mean, I think that's even I mean especially if you want to like do something with it yeah. it's all about consistency right, if you're playing the, the YouTube algorithm game yeah, exactly. or the that's Spotify the, algorithm game that's or, the whole thing about podcasts it's like if you take a week off that's the quickest way to kill a podcast yeah <laughs> and I mean that's how it is with YouTube channels too right. like I've always wanted I've always kicked around the idea of doing like a YouTube stuff more yeah. often and like Twitch you know, yeah I know you like to yeah. play retro games and stuff so. yeah I would be streaming Super Nintendo on mm-hmm. Twitch to you oh, know you one playing? person I'll, Super Metroid generally is what I would stream my man <laughs> I know we've been wanting to get into some let's plays and doing some cool like uh, the gaming content for our yeah, do some show. gaming content you gonna do it on PS5 <laughs> well ain't uh, no games for PS5 man I know. well I don't I, yeah I don't have there's a like PS5 there's like four <laughs> there's like four good ones <laughs> we'll pretty bring, solid Ragnarok. bring, Ragnarok. bring your, Ragnarok. your PS5 yeah. over and play Spider-Man 2 <laughs> yeah, I'll, yeah, Spider-Man's good on I'll break it down I'll throw it in the back of the truck uh, <laughs> in the bed of the truck in there. get all scratched up it won't it won't seat. fit in the cab. <laughs> yeah, it's too big, like man. Eighteen feet tall. Yeah, yeah dude. It's, it, they they're talking PS4. about building it here in OKC. That new tower. Do you hear about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's, That's the new PS Five. I tell you what, I, mean, I miss back in the day when Soldier Boy was going on his little retro game deals. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Uh, I don't know anything about that? Soldier, this was maybe know, 2018, August. 2019. But Soldier Boy was like, yeah, I got the new. I'm in the video game market now. Mm-hmm. He had the Soldier Boy Soldier game. Okay. And this is real. You can look it was up. That it was a YouTube channel or Twitch. Channel? No, it was oh. a console. Uh. It was a con- it was a handheld. It was like you can buy. I don't what know how much hell? y'all know about retro games, but you can go on oh, like okay. like Chinese Amazon yeah. buy like a little bootleg cartridge yeah, for like, like ten bucks. Or they have it was, like the the pocket Retroid pocket. Yeah, like it was something like that. But it was basically like he got shut down by Nintendo real quick. <laughs> he was selling it was like three hundred dollars, and you got like fifty NES games on a little Game Boy looking handheld, and it was like. <laughs> bought in bulk off of Amazon yeah. and then just resold and it was like people who bought it from Soldier Boy like never got it they just lost $300 yeah. oh. they got on that Kickstarter yeah for real he, he's out there like as the Soldier Boy so he came out with like four iterations of it and everyone it was like the Soldier Boy Soldier game like no and none of them existed none of them no, none of that was real none yeah. of it was real it was, he was Soldier Boy I love Soldier Boy Soldier Boy top one of my top five rappers but yeah and that's not a bit that's real (laughs) he had that he he had that that rick and morty song rick and morty 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 Ricky Marty, Rick, 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 You know, he got the song, he got a song called, he got, I'm going Soldier Boy rants a little bit. He's got a song called Let's Be Real, and it's got one of my favorite bars. He goes, fuck the FBI and fuck all the army troops fighting for what, bitch, be your own man. I'm like, all right, Soldier Boy. This is Iraq War era. Yeah. I'm like, right on. Soldier yeah, Boy's yeah. preaching. Soldier Boy's <laughs> spitting. But him and Lil B, the bass god, are two of my favorite rappers, hip hop artists out there. 
Hell yeah. Yeah, you're really into hip hop. I do rap. like it's like I that's I love hip hop and R and B. It's like rap for whatever reason it's like I don't get into as much. I do uh, like I love uh a lot of the classic like Doctor Dre. Yeah. I mean I like all the classics stuff. but I've also been told I like weird hip hop. Yeah, like well, I like love Chief Lil Keith. Lil B the bass god. Lil B the bass god. But it's like Chief Keith, young a lot of more modern hip hop and rap is that kind of style. How does that influence your songwriting? Yeah. Are you out here? It actually does. The FBI. No, I mean, no, I would never say that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's it really does. I think it's just having a bunch of. I remember specifically when I was in high school, I played in a band called Warlocks. Hmm. So we started out as like a comedy band, yeah. and then it evolved once the comedy members were like, "Oh, we got to practice. <laughs> we got to like practice." No, thank you. It turned into a real band. Yeah. But I had a couple songs written even for them because I was listening to a lot of Chief Keef around mm -hmm. that time. And it was like, you know, still a psychedelic rock song, yeah. but it was like, yeah, these, this is very influenced by Love No Thotties by Chief Keef. You, know, <laughs> you might not be able to know it, but like, that's what I was thinking about while I was yeah. writing it, you know? Mm -hmm. So it does, yeah, it's yeah. going to make no, its way in somehow. It was right? a song, there's a Chief Keef song off one of his mixtapes, I think it's called like, I Don't Know Them. And I wrote a song called I Don't Know Them. Where I was like, yeah, I'm just taking that. I'm, I'm lifting that full full stop from hey, Chief Sosa. It's not copyright on yeah. song titles. No. Yeah. Did you take the theme and... Or did you were just like, I'm just going to use this title and see I, what I, was, I can get I just out took of it. that. I took yeah. that little hook. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. But yeah. No, shout out to... Uh, <laughs> Chief Sosa. Chief Keef. I really liked some Chief Keef. You know, Fanito. I'm a gorilla in a motherfucking coop finna pull up to the zoo, you know? Like, <laughs> all right, all right, I feel that. Have you ever thought about actually doing, like, a rap album, a rap, like, song? So, <laughs> I, I used to do, not uh, not a lot, but I had a little kind of a fake hip-hop collective called Maoist Land Reform. <laughs> and it was me, and it was, it was always featuring Big Stone, my man Ian, Big Stone. Okay, yeah. But we mostly did songs about the NBA. <laughs> and it was mostly me doing the beats because I can't rap. Yeah. I'm not good at rapping. <laughs> I mean, I can do a little bit. I had a track called could, Obama phone I put write. out once. But... <laughs> I bet you could write well, but it's like the performance and writing is yeah. probably... Yeah. I, I, I think of it a lot kind of going to my percussion background. It's yeah. all about rhythm mm -hmm. a little bit. And, but it's more than just the rhythm. The rhythm's important, yeah. but you also gotta get that melody so, line in there, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, it's something, yeah. yeah. Rap is, I mean, like I said, I think that there's something about it to me. It's, I like more melodic vocals. That's kind of my yeah. issue with it. It's like, I'd rather hear someone sing than So rap. like some Drake. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, like R&B and that kind of like more um, hip hop, but with, you know, uh, singers I yeah. love. Yeah. But yeah, um, but there's something to rap that's very even magical whenever you have somebody, oh, like, yeah. I think like Eminem or like some of these fucking the best rappers. It's like, what, what is, what are they even doing? How do they even do that? <laughs> I think uh, the crazy. thing with rap for me, rap and hip hop is you're walking a fine line between being good and being corny. Cause you can't yeah, do too much. Right. I feel mm -hmm. when you're rapping, cause if you're doing, you know, 
the whole joke you know spiritual miracle lyrical individual like just because you're rhyming words and <laughs> yeah. rapping doesn't mean you're doing a good right. job it could be like hey bro shut up yeah, yeah. you know it's probably a balance of, of uh, i don't know it's yeah i definitely yeah that'd be a, that's a good point i need to get some uh some rappers i know well i don't know a rapper but i know a guy that plays guitar for a rapper <laughs> so maybe we can get uh, original flow on here one of these oh things. hell yeah original flow in you the know, waves um, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. guitar player pretty well nice Daniel. uh but which daniel definitely wants to come on the podcast so <laughs> yeah yeah get this be... is a message to daniel uh <laughs> They said they'd pay me. I have yet to see it. It's a sandwich. Yeah. Oh, that's, I've uh, yet to see it. <laughs> you said after. You've yet to provide. Oh, that's, true. that's true. That's true. So far, you're doing great. So when y'all do the ad read, uh, oh, we don't, we don't have one whatever, yet. Whenever they decide any, to any, pay any us. major, any Fortune 500 companies looking to sponsor this podcast. I'm telling you, Fortune, five, Fortune 500 companies. It's really not. It's brought to you by Trump Towers. <laughs> have you seen that going around on Twitter? It's a fake Trump quote about the lemonade that kills people no. you know what i'm talking about the lemonade that kills people <laughs> the panera bread lemonade well the restaurant chain panera bread is under fire again today a new lawsuit is alleging the company's caffeinated charged lemonade is responsible for a death of a man in florida now the family of dennis brown says he had three cups of the charged lemonade then suffered a cardiac arrest later that day. The lawsuit claims a large 30-ounce charged lemonade from Panera contains about nine, 390 milligrams of caffeine. So just for context, you would need to drink 11 and a half cans of Coke to get an equal amount of caffeine. Oh, Y'all heard about okay. this? Uh, no, it's got like 300 milligrams of caffeine and like two people have died drinking oh, the lemonade. It's very sad. I've had it yeah. before. It's great. <laughs> I'm going to get like, some while I'm, I'm in the States. Afraid, the, so. we, live, we live during the Four Locos era. Yeah, so. that's what they're saying is like mix, like, some, mix a little vodka in there. You got yeah. four loco, an original Four Loco back then. <laughs> yeah. But like there's a little fake Trump quote going around about, you know, when I was president of the lemonade, we we loved the lemonade, didn't we, folks? Joe, Joe Biden, give Joe Biden lemonade, it kills people. It's like, it's like I hope he said that, but I know yeah. he didn't. Nobody's talking about the gas prices right now, too. I noticed. Anyways, no, <laughs> I'm just throwing that out. I, I will say in Japan, I don't see any of those Joe Biden, I did that stickers on the gas pumps. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, because yeah, they don't have any. Yeah, no, they do. They call them pet gasoline. I was about to say petrol, but no, they're not that That's crazy. A, yeah. Uh-huh. Is that British? That's British. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, what about the, when you started songwriting? I did yeah. want to know a little bit more about your songwriting stuff. Yeah. Did yeah. you uh, when you first started? How what were your resources? You just trial and error. Did you read yeah, some books? Yeah, trial and error. I feel like writing hooks and choruses is what I'm weakest at. Mm-hmm. I feel like I can write good verses, and this is all talking from a now perspective. I've been writing since yeah. I was in high school, mm-hmm. and. I think it was just a matter of just pumping a bunch of them out and some of them hit some of them didn't I know Mm -hmm. when I was playing on Warlocks Mm -hmm. we had a couple tracks that were okay but listening back a lot that were like these are just not even bad they're just not good yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, she goes there's some up there I know she goes to parties is one I'm still really proud of Mm -hmm. that I thought turned out really good
but I thought it sounded a bit like the monkeys going on. But <laughs> and also each band I've played in and written for, I've usually been listening to different things, and it really mm -hmm. comes through. I feel in yeah. the songs. Um, it's all trial. It's all just practice. It's just getting it written and keep going because mm -hmm. you'll write bad songs. Yeah, that's what I say. I've said several times. It's like the most creative people have the most bad ideas too, yeah. because you're just creating a lot. But it also, you kind of have to do that to get those, you know, six great songs. You got to write a hundred. hundred bad ones, <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, it takes a lot. I think that's what people probably don't see or know about, you know, songwriters or anyone that does creative stuff. It's like you see their best stuff that they've taken, you know, 10 years to create. But you haven't seen all the garbage that they had to go mm. through to get to that. Yeah, one. you don't see you don't see my bad songs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sometimes you do. Yeah, but, no. but <laughs> no, you I mean, don't. But uh, yeah, it's. But I think that's uh, one thing I've always noticed about you is that you can write songs in different styles. Yeah, I feel like even if I if I asked you to probably write a song in a style that you've never even written before you probably could do it and like I, I, come I could, back next week and have one <laughs> I could give it that old boy yeah. scout try you but know? I think that's kind of that's very probably a unique skill I mean I think for me it definitely is because it's like I just know how to do what I do I don't know right. I you know I can try try to do maybe I could obviously if I if I had to play a punk I mean, I don't know, but I kind of play punk anyway, so I mean, it's not even that much of a stretch. One thing I'll say, and I saw this from Jeremy Tiger Hall on Facebook. Oh, yeah. He's he the, said he's about... He's a guitar player for Yeah, for Dion, Dion Warlock. Dion yeah, Warlock. Good. Great folk, great folk. <laughs> he said, um, a lot of bands need to stop calling themselves punk when yeah. they don't have anything to do with being punk. Mm -hmm. And I feel that, because that's a trap I always fall into, yeah. like... Because I feel like, especially playing locally, mm -hmm. you've got to fit in with the scene, kind of. And if you're playing aggressive guitar-based mm -hmm. music, it's real easy to say, oh, I play punk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When I was playing in Street Carnations, one of our first gigs, we got booked on a crust punk show mm -hmm. because we told them we're punk. And, yeah. man, <laughs> we are not punk. Yeah, we were yeah. not punk. We barely fit in on that crust punk show because we're playing, you know, jangle rock. Mm -hmm. like very rock but it's kind of more uh, like almost like if i had to guess like a 50s style rock i don't know yeah. maybe or 60s we, we're going sure. more 60s yeah. i mean i'm always but going it's like 60s. kind of a retro yeah throw sound. throwback type rock mm -hmm. you know a little bit but we just told people we were punk because mm -hmm. we didn't want to put that's another thing i'll say to yeah. any potential people listening that mm -hmm. want to do things really think about how to brand yourself in terms of your genre yeah, what do we actually play because if you just say you know, if you say I play punk, well, that at, at a certain point that doesn't mean anything. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, like I think we got it going pretty good saying we play garage rock because yeah. I think that's what we do. Mm -hmm. um, it's just you know, 
be specific, but be real about what it is you do. Yeah, don't try to make it some... No, don't tell people, it's like, this is actually what I want to be playing, but this right. is not actually what or, we do. And, yeah, and, or like... Yeah, or, yeah. It's hard to, to... I've always known, I mean, from us growing up, whenever we started playing, it's like, we, it was so hard to categorize what we were doing. Dude, we did Foo Fighters and Death Cab for Cutie. Yeah, we did. That's what it was, man. It was just a weird yeah. combination of shit, and it was, you know, we just said it was indie rock, because yeah. it was uh, yeah. all-encompassing. We kind of pinned it. it down at the end there. Yeah. We were doing pretty good on that. Yeah. We um, wrote, like, two albums. But also, it was like, we kind of had to find our sound. Yeah. After, yeah. You know, it takes a little while for you to really find what it is you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I think so. that depends a lot on the musician you're playing with because mm -hmm. yeah. you know yeah it's gonna blend uh, all that's what I love about music I say this all the time but it's a blending of different people's influences and styles and yeah. then you get something completely different that none of you could do on your own individually because it's four or five minds working together yeah um, and that's how you get Metallica <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's how you get Metallica yes. yeah. that's, how you make it. that's how you get all those people that's how you get bluegrass that's how you get <laughs> yeah that's how you get Metallica with bluegrass. Bluegrass Metallica. Picking on so. Metallica. Have you, you? No, but that sounds. Oh, I know. Do you remember those? I know what you're talking those? about. Yeah, you're talking about. yeah. yeah. it's a bluegrass band. Because I think that they. Somebody oh, was nice. telling me they do. They do more than they do. They, that group has several different albums of different groups that they turn into bluegrass. Mm -hmm. I think. Word. I think they did picking on the shins. Maybe word. too. And modest word. mouse. They did mm -hmm. picking on modest mouse. Word. And so they'll just bluegrass a bunch of. That was the one that w I would that always say. One. Modest mouse was the closest band to aliens versus robots. I think. Yeah. That was a big influence. Because they were yeah. kind of heavy at times, but also mm -hmm. kind of indie and more even folky at times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. love Modest Mouse. They're one of my favorite bands. Sure. <laughs> the Shins, the Shins yeah, was a Shins, big influence. Yeah. Death Cab for Cutie. Very nice. Um, Foo Fighters, and then the classics. <laughs> Manchester <laughs> <Modern> Orchestra. <laughs> Manchester Mannheim Steamroller. Which I mean, well, I mean, my biggest influence always was the Strokes, even in that yeah. band. But that even I always tell people, Stolen Cable is like this is the band that I've wanted to be in forever because of the style. It's like this is my favorite style of music. This kind of garage. Like, I only, I only say punk because I don't even really like punk that much, but it's like punk adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's got, like Stooges. It's, it's kind of, yeah. proto-punk. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that's why I like, and that's what I like. I, I don't really like, like, true punk as much. It's like yeah. I like more of a rock, uh, more of a, I guess it's like a 70s style yeah. to it. Yeah. I don't know, but, uh, but oh, because we were playing a new song last night, and it was straight up sounding like Sonic Youth. I'm afraid that I'm living in a way that's wrong for me. Can you see? I'm afraid that I made a huge mistake and I'm missing what I know. So it goes. I'm afraid because I'm needing Yeah. <laughs> like we are garage rock yes yeah, so are we on that sonic youth but no yeah. hopefully it'll, what's the name of that one that's uh to be enough that'll be check it out uh 
Saturday, December thirtieth. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have more. To talk we'll about we'll that plug that later. At the end of the show, stick around. <laughs> stick around to the end. We'll plug that later. Um, um, so how? Uh, well, what's your process? You sit down. You get. What do you start with lyrics? You start with. I usually music? just start with. I guess technically, I usually start with all the above. I would say, mm-hmm. but usually I tend to start more with some fake lyrics and a melody line. I got to come up with that. Mm-hmm. I come up with the chords first, generally. Mm-hmm. Whatever is in my head, whether it might be a little melody line or a little riff, or there might be nothing in my head, and mm-hmm. I just got to sit down and make something happen. But generally, I, you know, sometimes I'll write a chorus first. I'll have a chorus fully fleshed out. Like starting a podcast, I wrote that shit in the shower. Yeah. Like I was listening to. <laughs> The Adam Friedland show, mm-hmm. and I was just thinking about three dudes <laughs> doing a podcast. And let's get a couple of mics, cause people need to hear what we say. I know in no time you'll find things. I hear you starting a podcast, I get the feeling it won't last, cause you're not as cool as you think you So you kind of started it just with popped that into idea, my brain. Yeah. as far as the premise, kind of, and then it just all started coming together. Yeah, but generally, I'll I'll write maybe some fake lyrics over the song, mm-hmm. and you know, once the song is mostly fully fleshed out, and then I'll go back and change yeah. the lyrics later to Punch make them better. Make it actually. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like a placeholder for the syllables. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And sometimes I'll sometimes the first draft is the draft, but I've noticed, yeah. especially as I've been writing in Japan, more often than not, I got to go back and change at least a couple things, mm-hmm. make them better. Um, yeah, I think uh, I always will say like I think that your vocal melodies are probably the. I mean, if I just had to pick something out, I think, in my opinion, it's one of the strongest things about your songs. I mean, I, maybe it's just because I listen to them closely as a, the bass player. Yeah. I always match, kind of follow the melody, vocal melody for my melodies. Yeah. In a way, um, because your chords are great too, but it's usually very simple chord yeah. progressions. Yeah. But I'm, you kind of use that vocal melody to really, I think. Yeah. Make I'm, the song. I'm by no means like a great guitar player. Mm-hmm. Like I'm no jazz guy. I can do jazz on drums. But I can't do yeah. jazz on guitar. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty much stuck to playing bar chords yeah, and the occasional it's... different thing but so I gotta really kind of make something unique in there through mm-hmm. something to make up for my shortcomings on guitar yeah. to make it up somewhere else whether that be yeah and I think that's the songwriting there and you've yeah. got, gotten much you know playing with us I think probably for sure but I mean even before then as far as your solos and lead stuff has gotten better and better yeah for sure so I am real happy with some of the solos I've taken yeah. on the on mm-hmm. that stolen cable album I mean, just got, I think that you've, I think it's good, a good style, even playing your, you know, just the regular kind of simple chords on guitar. I mean, that, this amp that you play with and this, yeah. the tone that you get is like, yes, is, is really makes it more than just even this, you know, it's the simplicity all in the, makes it, 
better. Yeah, it's all in the tone, and mm-hmm. in my opinion, the tone is all in the amp. Yeah. There's some people who are like, oh, I mean, I guess the meme is to be like, no, tone's in the fingers, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, sure, okay, my fingers are gonna run through the pickups. Right, yeah. And I mean, I get that. I get it. I know what yeah, they mean by that, yeah. but I think a big part of it is, yeah. I don't want to be out here saying you gotta get good gear. Yeah. But it's if you got a crappy amp, mm-hmm. no matter how good your guitar is, right. you're gonna have a crappy sounding yeah. guitar. Like that's why I, like for what we play in the stolen mm-hmm. cable, like when you need a nice full tube amp right. to really yeah. get that. And especially this is a boutique amp. It was built. For the Whirly Birds yeah. back in the day, the Whirly Birds. I'd love to talk about them at some point because they're <laughs> the reason I started writing music. Well, yeah, I mean, because uh, our drummer Jared was the yeah, drummer Jared of that was band. In the Whirly Birds. They uh, were really popular here um, back in the day. Yonder, 10, uh, probably around the time even when um, Alien vs. Robots was playing. I remember the name. Playing, yeah. yeah, but they were the ones who made me realize, you know, oh wait, this is just a bunch of local guys doing yeah. it. Because I'd always thought, like, I like doing music, mm. but you know, you look at like, you look at the Beatles. It's like, oh, they're so far removed. Yeah, they're so can. up there. But it's like these are some guys local doing it. This when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. I was like, if, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, if they can do it, them and like people on YouTube doing music. Yeah, it's and like, it was like. Yeah. If these guys can do it just in their bedroom mm-hmm. and just around town, like I can do that. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's something that I, I talk a lot about too. But and kind of even the reason why I even started doing this podcast is to try to show people what's possible in a lot yeah. of ways. Because if you don't see something, you can't, you won't know that it's even possible that you could do something too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a good point you brought up as far as I, I don't know how we ever thought we could be musicians I knew it was going to happen yeah Nick yeah. was he was always yeah. determined to have a band so I just was like okay well yeah anybody yeah. can start a band if Nick could do no yeah, well, <laughs> what a, he's not wrong <laughs> he's not wrong dude uh, no I did uh, I always believed that or yeah. what I found out was like oh most of this is belief you, yeah. you yeah. become the thing as soon as you start doing right. it yeah so like i was a songwriter as soon as i started writing it's yeah. 14 right you know and i was just like oh i'm a musician yeah you know the same thing with comedy it's like you go on a stage and you do comedy you're a com- you're a comedian now yeah you, know? yes. you paint you're a painter yeah you know That's true. Yeah. so yeah a lot of people like you said when you think about oh if maybe if somebody's thinking they want to be a comic it's like well they try to compare this themselves to like kevin hart or yeah. somebody that's mm-hmm. freaking like way up here and it's like you can't do that it's yeah like, look at the people that are closer to you yeah there's like, a lot you're not yeah like, bro you're not norm mcdonald <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 keep, keep working the on thing about like even with like someone like kevin hart though it's like i mean obviously it's hard to even wrap your head around how to get there but it's like i'm sure if you met him or something it's like you have to realize that they're just like us too you know? yeah it's yeah. Like, yeah there's yeah. no reason that why we couldn't make it there eventually yeah yeah if you work hard and the thing about him and i know about him specifically but the, i think the real key to that kind of success is you got to work your ass off and mm, that's yeah. what it's going to take and people don't realize that either but i do know that he's a very very hard working performer and, yeah. And, and yeah has worked it 
work to get to where he is. Well, you don't um, even have to get that. I don't want to get that good. Right. <laughs> I mean, he wants yeah, to do movies. I just want to be on a stage and right. get paid enough to make enough money to live. Yeah, you exactly. know, <laughs> if yeah. I can do that, then yeah. the rest will, that's that's success. Yeah, for the rest me. is icing on the cake. Yeah, you know? I don't want to be in Jumanji. <laughs> you know what I'm Shoot, saying? Don't be in the Rock. You ever been next to The Rock? No, that's yeah, the best yeah. place to be is not next to The Rock. Yeah, because that's yeah. somebody that's outshining you every time yeah. he's around. This is the Rock. You know, <laughs> and then Kevin's Kevin, what's his name? Kevin Hart. Kevin, Kevin Hart. Hart. I was about to say Kevin, Kevin Smith. Spacey. <laughs> no, no, no. We ain't talking about Spacey. We ain't talking about. No, no, no. We ain't talking about the allegations. <laughs> or he's not beating those allegations. <laughs> Did he beat the? I don't he beat them. He beat the Nobody believes it. No. Yeah. No. I think. Kevin Spacey is the doctor. Uh-oh. No, like, to me, like... <laughs> We're just going to go I, I didn't need that much of an excuse not to, to, to cancel it. I don't know what yeah. it was. It's like Kevin something Spacey, about him. He, he's got a look. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I was like, he's... Yeah, I called that from here. across the room. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it checks out Kevin Spacey. <laughs> uh, Kevin, give me space, please. There it is. <laughs> about that coffee. Yeah, so you are an English major? Yeah, uh, lit, I, my, my college more. career is too complicated, man. <laughs> so you have a degree in. in I got writing. a lot of degrees. My yeah. master's is in TESOL, so teaching English speakers of other languages. Mm. My BA is just a regular English. Okay. I think English lit. I don't know. And then I got minors in Asian politics and creative writing. Oh, that's yeah, killer! Creative what a perspective. writing was the one. That, yeah. I remember you said you got that creative writing degree just to write songs with. I mean, I, <laughs> I mean when I left music school, I thought I might want to be like a novelist. Okay. So I started doing it. I took a lot of novel writing courses, and that was the kind of the path I went down. But I didn't ever. Writing a novel's hard. I, I use too much. I'm a big fan of like Kurt Vonnegut, and every time I write, I feel like I use too many words, mm. especially writing prose fiction. It's like, yeah. ah, I'm writing too much. Yeah, that's difficult, I'm sure. I don't know. I mean, you, we talked about writing because you want to get into that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I like writing. I just like the act of writing. Yeah, it's writing. just like it's real fun. therapeutic, and then, um, but also, like, I've got a bunch of cool ideas that I've been kicking around. Hell so yeah. I want to do some. I guess whenever I get more time, you know, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. one day maybe yeah, yeah, when, yeah, these, yeah. when these kids are gone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, yeah. Did you have any questions about writing? Oh yeah, the the whole reason why I said that was, what is your biggest? So from your creative writing and your English, yeah. Um, from there, like, what tools do you use from that that you use for your songwriting? Quite a bit, quite a bit. Um, for the actual music part, the two years I spent at OCU. I mean, I don't need to know what I, what a German augmented third chord is anymore. Yeah. I don't need to know that. But I, all the basic music theory stuff is really helpful for the mm-hmm. music side of things. For the lyrics side of things, and I feel, I feel I I like to think I'm pretty okay at writing lyrics, pretty good at writing lyrics. Maybe I think lyrics are important, mm-hmm. like in the sense that if they're good, they help the song. Yeah. If they're mediocre, it's not it's gonna really start hurting the song it's like playing oboe you're either doing it really good or bad Mm -hmm. and there's no in between you know at least but i take a lot from like literature i would say even like when i was playing in uh street carnations Mm -hmm. we had a song called gets better and the whole last verse i called it the rant section that was just taken like almost word from word for a book by nick hornby called the long way down and so that whole little bit I was like I just ripped this from Nick Hornby you know (laughs) I I think I think because I have that background of doing novel writing in school and because I read a lot of like Kurt Vonnegut I've been reading you know like I like Kurt Vonnegut a lot is my favorite (laughs) what about him do you like 
it's just so it's direct it's funny in a dry sense of direct way like it's mm -hmm. funny and like you can tell it's kind of sarcastic when you're reading the book and it's just doesn't take itself too seriously i don't know i just like how he's very direct and straightforward but in a funny like mm -hmm. unique sort of way yeah, yeah i think it. that's kind of i mean that's kind of like your like i feel our songs are kind yeah. of funny i was gonna say you're ways. it's it matches your writing style at least for songs that i could tell i mean you do have some a lot of humor and or not a lot but a like i mean amount. starting a podcast is a is a could be considered a comedy song there's some way. jokes in yeah, there I mean, some it's, jokes it's, in there it's a satirical song for yeah. sure as far as what it, you know um so it's uh for sure and there's other elements and it's like we've got some songs that are like well let me look we got the whole <laughs> list, list. Right <laughs> like even things like like Scottoons I won't say Scottoons funny no greater metro area has got some like I guess maybe whimsical things in yeah it, as yeah. far as like just you talking about your day and whatever yeah and ready and go because that's what it seems like you you I think just from my perspective or observations about what you you write it seems like you write a lot about your life and your I mean whatever it is that's on your mind you'll usually turn it into a song. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, that's legitimately yeah. how I process right. my, my emotions and my life and yeah. my thoughts. Because, I mean, you've written songs about um, Donald Trump. <laughs> Make attorneys get attorneys, bro. I mean, it's like stuff that you... I mean, I stole that line, too. <laughs> yeah. But, so it's like... And I, and I was there even um, whenever... Mara was yeah, like, we you, know what, you know what he does, what MAGA stands for? It stands for make attorneys get attorneys. I was like, I'm taking that, but I'm it's taking like, that. Yeah, you take that and it's like, oh shoot, this could be a song idea. Yeah, and a little so Smothers like, Brothers type deal. You just take deal. stuff from, that happens in your life and turn it into songs all the time. Yeah. I mean, I've seen that over the couple of years that we've been working together. So yeah. It's been cool and I think it's um, something that probably people think I would imagine people think too much about like, oh, what am I gonna write about? It's like just write about what happened to you earlier today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My advice is don't fall in the trap of only writing about love. Right. I yeah. feel writing about love is hard to do mm -hmm. well. You're right. Because, yeah. you know, bro, I'm so in love. Cool, bro. I no one cares. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like I think some of the not to say you can't write a love song mm -hmm. and have it be really good, but you really got to make it yeah. nice. That's a good point. And you can't go into cringe territory. Mm -hmm. I've I've gotten in trouble before. Be like, hey, bro, this song's kind of cringe. Yeah, like, yeah, much. I always got to run. You a got cringe. a name in there? Is that what? It is? <laughs> <laughs> not, not even not even that. Because you can because you can do like, that and it still be yeah. okay. Yeah. But 
you know, just like, hey, bro, this is kind of cringe. Yeah, it's just like you know, too it's, sappy it's, or too. Yeah, it's yeah. too saccharine. It's mm. not, you know, because yeah. like even a couple like one of the new ones we got, Darlene Mitchell. Mm -hmm. I wrote, I had to rewrite the lyrics for it because I was yeah. like, yeah, these lyrics you're suck. Like too, yeah, you're like trying to find that balance. Yeah, you got to get that balance. Mm -hmm. That's a good point because I mean, people, I think they're probably more songs about love than there is any song yeah <laughs> i mean but i mean that's not interesting yeah. that's not i mean it's a universal thing right. but i think there's other things that are like mm -hmm. like starting a podcast yeah. i've had people be like i love that podcast song mm -hmm. because my sister-in-law is starting a podcast <laughs> every, and no one knows why everyone knows somebody that started a podcast yeah, <laughs> yeah. or been on it's a relatable podcast. man yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. about being sure. relatable and yeah how whatever way you can mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah, that's cool. Um, what about, what about uh, do you like working in a group versus working solo? I like yeah. working in a group because I like the sound of the group a lot better. Mm -hmm. uh, I've always leaned towards working in a group. Um, I mean, working in a group, you can do more. You can just do more, mm -hmm. you know. Get more sound out. Yeah. And I kind of like we've already talked about a bit today. And every different group I've been in, because it's been different players, it's been different sounds, no matter what, yeah. and different ideas yeah, and different like, things. For sure, because I mean, and I imagine like especially the more recent groups, like you're the main songwriter for mm -hmm. them. I've so. been the main in any group I've been in, except LFNC yeah. when I was playing drums, so or like, uh, Starfighter when I was playing drums. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, like, both yeah. Those I think it, it's probably you could see that like in all these groups because I mean, uh, so it's Street Carnations, Stolen Cable, Stolen Cable. Are those the main two? That, I was in Hanging Cactus yeah, for that a while, was, you're right, and then I was in uh, Warlocks. But so like those, so all those bands are very different. Yeah, yeah, very. <laughs> Even different. though you're the same songwriter. Oh yeah, very so it's, different. It's like a, a cool thing to see. Yeah, it's proof that you know the the musicians make a huge huge difference. I mean, oh, who yeah. you're playing with, and even. I mean, just how I've grown as a person. Like when I was playing in Hanging Cactus, we were a straight emo band, yeah. emo, like punk rock emo. Mm -hmm. When outside, what a day, got it made. When outside, a mistake, what a waste. Walk on by, cause it's time to control what's in my mind. Fall inside another time when everything was going wrong. The sun is out and fixed the whole world in its light. And psychedelic happenings for the good fight all through the night. And 1968 is calling. Everything you know is falling. 1968 is calling. Everything you know is falling. 1968 is calling everything you know is falling 1968 is calling 1968 is calling nice i was listening to some the other day in japan i was like <laughs> it's kind of it's just green day yeah it's just green day you know, yeah but. i mean it's something with music too i think a lot of for a lot of musicians it's like you have these because i know for me i like a, a ton of genres of music i was like i want to try playing in a punk band it's like i want to play in a blues rock like heavy blues rock band i want to play in an r&b band but it's like yeah. i have all these ideas i want to do but it's like you have to just try it at least yeah. once yeah you just got to do it <laughs> so you i mean do it to explore different genres with different groups if you can um, yeah that's what the benefit i feel like whenever we because we started together like mm -hmm. right out of high school mm -hmm. and then uh, it was me 
David and John, mm -hmm. and then we grew together. So we kind of yeah. just went towards different people's interests. So mm -hmm. I would write, and yeah. I mean, David would bring in something, be like, yeah. that sounds kind of cool. Let's just all play. Or even John and I, I started getting a Coheed and Cambrio because of John. Yeah. So I started yeah. playing more metal like. Yeah. And so yeah. it just evolved over time, you know? And yeah. we got to yeah. learn and grow together, which was nice. Very for nice. Sure. Yeah. After, after yeah. you start playing, because I know for us, I mean, it took us a little while. I mean, we probably wrote together for, like, a whole summer before we ever... I mean, because we started playing the summer and then debuted in October of that, yeah. like, 2022. Mm -hmm. Garage debut. Yeah. But it was... Uh, we got we got stuff pumped out real quick. Yeah, I think for... for Yeah, I mean, we were... We had a ton of stuff written. Uh, but it took... Uh, my point was, like, it took us a little while to kind of find the sound. I think, part, I, I think part of it was trying to find Jared. Yeah. Trying yeah, to get, it, get that well, drummer yeah, in that's there. that's true. We probably could have played quicker if we, we had... Because uh, I didn't, yeah. I didn't even think Jared would be on board. Mm -hmm. I thought he'd be, because I knew him from playing with the Whirlybirds. So I was yeah. like, he's probably, he's <laughs> probably above playing into right. some little no, po dunk, brand new thing. I'm so happy you brought him in because he's been one of the best people to work with as far as drumming. He's always down to play. He's like uh, similar in that way. It's like he, he breathes and drums. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what he has to do to yeah. live. So yeah, uh, I'm always appreciative of him, and he's great. Um, oh yeah really good drummer he's a big influence on because when i was in high school he would like let me borrow cds yes yeah, so in the sense i'd i'd did. call him up or shoot him a text like hey man do you have like some ramones i can borrow mm -hmm. and he'd give me some ramones CDs. then he'd go and here's a bunch of other stuff too yeah. for you to listen here's oh, some nice, beastie too. boys yeah, or something yeah. How, so you guys were in high school at the same time or he was he was the drumline tech when i was in high school he graduated a couple years mm -hmm. previous Oh, nice. So he got to teach you as well? Yes. Nice. But y'all yeah. both grew up in Yukon, right? You yeah. Know, um, yeah. Out there, so you, yeah, and you still, that's what was, was cool, because um, it was, I always tell this story, too, because it's like, I met Dante on Facebook, and we came over, and it's like, he seemed like a cool, you know, really good young songwriter that was motivated to do shit. It's like, oh, yeah, you know start a band it's like okay well we need somebody that writes a lot of songs and he's like i know just the guy and he called josh yeah. and then josh is like well i know a drummer and it's just like okay he dante pitched it to me as being a mix between oasis and the strokes well that's because like, he, oh, wanted, that's he loves oasis yeah. <laughs> i was like bro i can't i'll try to write like oasis but, but i ain't i ain't got that wine but no it's, i mean it worked out as far as like uh we were all on the same page as I think as far as like what we were trying to go for yeah. with this thing and I think even when we brought Jared in it was like I remember him saying like he just could he knew what we were trying to do you know he's like I could I could he could see it too so we all were just I don't know now it's so crazy because you've written a ton of songs since you've been gone and like you sent us all these demos and it's like I start practicing with them while I'm here and it's just like it feels like it fits in like I already it's like I don't even have to try very hard to come up with stuff because it's the same style and, and it's just like now we have a, a style that we can lock into quickly yeah because hmm. I think with you and me and Jared for sure Dante is more he is a little struggles a little bit harder because he's a lead guy yeah, he's, he's playing not that lead guy he's so not he's a not, lead player yeah and it's <laughs> so. also a matter when you're playing lead guitar it's kind of because since we're all doing rhythm stuff yeah. we lock in with yeah, each other and yeah, he's yeah. kind of adding the, the flavor on top which it works yeah whenever it does whenever he gets to that point but my point was like it, the three of us are you could write a song on a tuesday 
bring it over and we could practice you, you know i learn it wednesday and then thursday we could play a show i mean that's basically what <laughs> that's we're that's really what we're good. doing with yeah. five right. of these songs yeah you know? so i mean and, and that's how i think that the how well we lock in on you me and jared for sure because yeah i think that we're and i said this to him last night too it's like i think we're all very rhythmic focused yeah. <laughs> you're a drummer and he's obviously a drummer i'm always thinking of rhythms so it's been a great combination of of people to to work with so i'm really happy to to know all you guys and yeah be here we're here where we are even like you said even it's crazy to think it's like we're gonna play like five new songs on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and like, yeah, yeah. it's like we haven't even seen each other in six months yeah, for <laughs> real, for real. that's that momentum though like yeah. you kept oh, the yeah. ball rolling right. oh yeah how's it working with david <laughs> since he's here and we can make fun of him you know like what do you think what's the, what's your what's his like, worst characteristic y'all have been nice <laughs> podcast. I don't like, wanna... no, I'll tell you mine I'll tell you I'll tell you what I think I've worked with David for a long time alright yeah. and it's been great the whole time yeah. yeah dude the guy's always in yeah. you know he's down yeah, for yeah. it he's there for it no, I just wanted to kind of joke around yeah. but yeah dude one question that's like I'm always interested in asking people, um, like why why do you think it's like important to create like to write songs? I mean, obviously you do it for yourself as like I think as therapy a lot. A lot. I mean, yeah. And I think a lot of artists use it for therapy. But what do you think about like presenting the your art to the world? Like, why do you think that people need? You know, why why is it important that you? put songs out for people to consume and i think i think that's a really complicated yeah. question really yeah, for me i think it's maybe less about i need to put it out and more of a matter of well if i don't put it out like you know i don't really see much of a point and it doesn't have to be right. like a mass audience mm -hmm. it could be like i'd like i'd be happy just i, I love playing shows not to mm -hmm. say that but i love just getting together and even running the songs yeah just playing and free, just, yeah hanging out and just it's a matter of seeing how they develop mm -hmm. and getting songs all fleshed out as for sending it to the masses i don't know i just i'm putting my emotion in there maybe yeah. someone else will resonate with mm -hmm. it also and maybe it'll help them out or they'll really like it because that's yeah know. i think that's why because you think about it from your perspective it's like how many songs and and other people's music that you consume that's touched you and made you think about your life or you yeah. know whatever so i mean it's all that's why i always think about art is just reflecting each other or you know you reflect yourself in your art and then other people see themselves reflected in that and yeah. so they can identify and, and feel connected to someone or or another human mm -hmm. no matter who it is so. yeah. yeah well who's who is stolen cable to a younger generation, mm -hmm. you know, where yeah, who, well, maybe you're somebody's whirly bird. What even is cable? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, what the hell is cable? Yeah, well, yeah. The, that is kind of the thing. Why would people that, steal it? That yeah. name so is you like, get that Disney Channel. Bro. Nobody knows what stolen cable is. <laughs> like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> I think for me, a big part, a big part of my growing up, my humor was HomestarRunner.com. Okay, yeah. Know that. <laughs> I feel like that's how I've. I'm, I've feel they had a i feel like they had some sort of I, they did they had a bit about like yeah i'm stealing cable from my neighbor yeah. and like that's my experience with stolen cable right, is just yes. knowing it kind of as like a joke a little right. bit that, that, like, and that's kind of the, i think the whole idea is, is it's antiquated as far as like yeah. it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of that retro 
throwback thing that nobody even knows what it yeah. is. It's two words that sound cool together. Yeah, that's really you know what I mean. Surreal, yeah. Yeah. So in like 50 years time, is somebody going to name a band Netflix's Password? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah stolen Netflix Password. Stolen Netflix Password. <laughs> that's, that's our that's uh, the deal. That's Netflix the got version. Yeah. Screwed up with that whole... That's no, the you, tour. They, they're, they're out here like, you know, you can't... You gotta watch on the same network now or something like that. Uh, yeah, you know I'm talking like about trying to make the same Wi-Fi router yeah. or something. Yeah, I'm like, nah, I think I'm done with y'all then. Yeah, mm-hmm. you just gotta get that VPN. Just get YouTube. I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do got a VPN so I can watch my Discovery yeah. Plus gotta, out there in yeah. Japan. So I can watch that Ghost Adventures. You gotta watch yeah. the I need that stuff. Ghost, Ghost Adventures guy. Oh, I love Ghost Adventures. <laughs> How, do you believe in ghosts? I don't know, but I be- kind of I believe yeah. you. Wanna believe. Do you want to believe? I do want to believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to believe. We believe you. <laughs> Thank you. It means a lot. Do you to ever me. go out and look yourself? No, I've, I've always wanted to. I've always wanted to do some like paranormal investigating, but I'm, the opportunity has never presented yeah. itself. What do you need to start with? I mean, what you're going out today? I'm you going out to today, go- so I bring a uh, I bring a camera. If I'm going out today, if I'm going out today, I'd get like a little digital recorder to do EVPs, okay. you know, ex, uh, spirit voice. If they had, if I can yeah. get one of those radio scanners, do the spirit box thing mm-hmm. where it like hisses at you and the spirits talk through <laughs> it, you know. Oh, I didn't even know about. What about a Ouija board? I thought that'd be the oh, first those thing. Are, those are dangerous, bro. <laughs> <laughs> a Ouija board yeah, is dangerous. Those are dangerous. I let my kids yeah, play with that all the time. That's asking for trouble. <laughs> Can't the Zozo demon come through there like yeah. nothing. <laughs> I watched an episode. They did it in Guthrie. Yeah. And they called up, they called, the building was condemned, and I could tell just that they were having trouble getting ways to, like, actually shoot the episode, just because, like, we can't go in the building, mm. we're supposed to hunt ghosts. So they called up Zach Baggins, shout out to Zach Baggins, <laughs> he called up his boy, he's like, I hear you have a demon attached to you, well, I know you do, because we're boys, so come out here and do this Ouija board session, we'll put it on TV. So he goes out. And my boy Zach and whoever it was he called up, they're, they're not like getting anything on the Ouija board. And he's yeah. just like, I think my attachments don't like what's attached to you. I think that's what's going on here. He's, <laughs> like, I, he's like, I think you're right. I think we need to, they get their boy Billy to come out. Billy. No, what was it? It was Jay. They're like, hey, Jay. <laughs> Jay, how about my attachments are like, he's got a Zozo demon and I've got some sort of something else and you know they don't like each other it's, it's too different <laughs> so they, they had Jay come up and then sure enough they start getting crap each on one has their own board. demons yeah they got attachments okay. bro. they're like they Pokemon are. or something yeah <laughs> you know, like, that's like the thing is they're out, they're out there being like yeah. we're a goat man bridge we're talking to this demon I'm like that sounds like a bad jackass skit you yeah. know <laughs> my name's Steve Owen today we're gonna talk to demons yeah you know? I'm gonna try to get abducted <laughs> for real I'm gonna try like, to get possessed I'm gonna try to get possess out here at Goatman's Bridge. I'm like, bro, you stay safe out there, man. <laughs> messing with weird... They're doing, like, rituals and shit. I'm like, I don't know about Just that. Just playing with it. Yeah, they're, toying, <laughs> they're tempting fate. They're like, we're at the ritual house, and we're gonna do a ritual. I'm like, why? <laughs> like, why do you gotta do the ritual? Yeah. There's one episode I remember. The guy was like... The the whole crux of the episode was there trying to, like... that. Yeah, come investigate. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna curse you they're like gonna put a curse on him and the guys get there and the little warlock type dude is just like you all have are very powerful he's like y'all have very powerful attachments I didn't expect this yeah. and they like 
It's like, what are you trying to do to us? You trying to put a curse on us? Yeah, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> They've already got so much. They don't even. Yeah, know they, they walk in the door and the warlock's yeah. like, oh, you already got demons. I don't. Yeah, need they to got do a demon that. entourage. This always. Yeah, they got a posse. Around. What's what's the Pooh Iesty lyric? I got my own fire in this club. I don't need security. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's them. They got oh, the. Yeah. They rocking in with the Zozo demon. Like you don't need security when you got a demon attached. to you, What's yeah, security yeah. gonna do? You know. When they die, they got a aunt. They're just friends already, man. They've been waiting. <laughs> on him the whole yeah, time yeah that's the scary thing yeah. too that Zozo demon like I've been waiting for you man I'll be like what's a Zozo demon that sounds <laughs> like some Final Fantasy shit probably, <laughs> I don't know man yeah, it probably is I wanted, I'm looking at I'm looking at what to look out for you know I'm, I'm, yeah 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 there's that's no the way that I don't have something attached to me you know? I'm telling you I do not want to met, get on the wrong end of a demon you know what I mean like yeah. That's the thing about Japan is like I understand ghosts here. You know what I mean? Like I get like you go to Japanese ghosts and like yokai and spirits. Yeah. Like I don't understand what's yeah. going well, it's on. What's America? There. It's younger ghosts. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, it's, it's not like ghosts. it's like like going back to the very beginning. Like yeah, there's a shrine because there's a dragon here in 200 mm -hmm. AD. Like yeah. we ain't got dragons. No, we ain't got dragons. Yeah, uh -uh. we got Lewis and Clark. Yeah, yeah, and some tuberculosis. Like yeah, for real, for real. <laughs> No, that's a great. I I love the I, the thought of ghosts. I just hate the idea of there being. We're gonna get a yeah. ghost hunter on this podcast. That'd be sick. Yeah, dude. You gonna, you gonna come back for the ghost hunter? Yeah, I'll yeah. come back yeah. for the ghost hunter. That'd be fun. I don't yeah, know. I got to look into that, but um, I bet Jared knows some people. I know. I was gonna say like <laughs> he's uh, he's definitely all about that. Yeah. Um, okay. So the last question always asked on the podcast is. What is the biggest challenge you think that maybe, I mean, specifically musicians face in, you know, I guess in Oklahoma City, but I mean, anywhere in the world, like for maybe, like what kind of challenge do you see you run into? Uh, and what can we do? What kind of advice would you have for people to overcome it? I think one of, this might be a strange answer, but I think one of the hardest things is just how fractured all the genres are nowadays yeah. like there's not like a rock scene right. you know yeah. you're either playing especially around here it seems there's a lot of people doing like metal and mm. post-punk and hardcore and things of that nature but it's all hyper specific genres yeah. i feel and yeah. i feel like that's one of the most difficult things because then it's hard to like plug into a scene like right. who do we sound like who does yeah. stolen cable sound there's... like around here like I thought we fit in well with like the Don't Tell Dinas of the world, yeah, and, that's, and even that's a little bit different. But it's like know. that's just like okay, well, any rock band at that point. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, who's, which is not really the you know the same. Yeah, and I mean, who's playing like straightforward rock music these mm -hmm, days? You know true. what I mean? Everyone's trying to make their own spin on it. A I, bit. Yeah, I think that rock is is probably the least popular that it's probably been since yeah. the, the invention of rock music. Yeah, so, most definitely. I mean, it sucks, especially in Oklahoma. I mean, that's something that I've noticed and well, it's recently. global it's worldwide but yeah I mean yeah. Uh, this is what I always say like if we played country music here we'd you know never hurt for gigs I will say <laughs> that's one of the reasons I try to put some country influence yeah. we could book a country show yeah probably get away with it get some I mean with that belt yeah. buckle you can't oh, yeah, <laughs> you know Oklahoma you know it man uh, so yeah that's a good answer I like that too because I do think that that's a big problem because and i think it's not so much that i mean it is that but it's like the disconnection between all musicians yeah I feel like because yeah. of the genres you know and like um you know you're just i, I don't know it's something about the that's why i'm you know my 
ultimate goal too is to try to bring us all together i mean yeah medians and, and all the performing arts but i mean specifically musicians i think that that's something that i definitely want to focus more especially in 2024 try to get yeah. more musicians over here and and have some of that and talk to them and i think that that will help bring us together in a way and then build a community I think the community is definitely has been fractured since yeah. the pandemic. Yeah, most so definitely. So I think it's time that we re rebuild the music community for sure. Yeah, and most definitely. Reconnect with. Uh, Do you feel like people are being at the mics more though since before the? With music. Yeah, like are there more people going to open mics now mm. than there were before? I don't know because yeah. I didn't really start going yeah. to many open mics, yeah. so I started going to Fairweather, honestly. Yeah. That's I, didn't I didn't really know any of them. I always wanted to do open mics or just hang out at open mics years. I mean, I'm, I've been working for the news for like eight years, so I can't really go out during the week when they right. typically have open mics. So I've always been interested in it, but I never really got into it until this year, too. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of hard to say in general. Well, I, th I do think that they are uh, because people need have a lot of stuff on their minds they need to get out <laughs> yeah yeah um, because they haven't been able to express themselves in a long time so so yeah I guess uh, I guess that's it well um, yeah you did that question so do you have anything you want to plug oh definitely hit up the stolen cable things on socials mm -hmm. i'm gonna try to post on that soundcloud yeah. a decent amount i feel we've, we've put up some you've got some um some kyoto demos on soundcloud but also on your personal soundcloud you've got yeah, some other demos my personal soundcloud uh, you can follow my socials josh dot josh underscore dot underscore gov on twitter but yeah. you'll have to request because i got that shit locked down twitter, I yeah. high school. <laughs> but uh certainly on instagram and and that's why real I, josh bartrug on instagram yeah that's why i always plug here anyways because most people use that i mean especially like i said earlier the creative community is all on instagram um yeah, Josh Bartrug on SoundCloud. Yeah, that. But yeah, I really like those demos you put out on there. I wanted to, I, yeah. I wanted to. Yeah, plug those for sure. Yeah, all my socials are locked down tighter than Fort Knox, but if you look <laughs> but vaguely if it, interesting, yeah, I'll accept for you. Sure. You know, especially if you're from all here, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, as long as you don't look like a Japanese high school student, like, I'll <laughs> accept what, you. Like you as long as you're out. not one of my students. Right. Like if you're one of my students, you're not following. You know, <laughs> <laughs> can't get on this no you can't uh, you can't get on this like no all right well that's it for today's episode well besides we'll be back with the upcoming events um and did you were you prepared to play something for yeah, us yeah i can play something yeah. for y'all i can play something for oh, nice, dude. all right so we'll just be right back with a performance from josh bartrug international singer songwriter international <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right uh, so yeah, we'll just thanks take guys. A break. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, Did you ever get on here? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, this is the upcoming events. Yeah. So upcoming events for this weekend, um, Friday, December 29th at Resonant Head here in Oklahoma City. Jelly presents the Dream Bits Bash. Jasmine Jones and Kelly Queen. Jelly. Je oh, okay. Jelly. So, Kelly. Yeah. 
I see it. They put them together. They put them together. I see the vision. Uh, celebrating their first year of their signature drink, Dream Bits Tea. Um, with a night of music, treats, and crafts. Music will be provided by s you know S-Reedy, where? Jarvik. Shout out to s Reedy. Jarvik. Jarvik is going to be Jarvik's. performing. Right um, on. That sounds like a stacked show. Elise and X. I don't know how to say those. <laughs> X-Ray. Uh, so they'll have tea and art for sale. Word. Well, they'll have tea served, I think. and But you can buy it. There are also tickets are $5 in advance and 10 at the door. Word. Uh, so check it out. Jelly is doing some cool stuff because they're cool artists and they just do a lot of community stuff and which I love to see and um, yeah and with music and art and everything it's like I mean it's our favorite thing yeah, <laughs> and it's only five I'd pay ten dollars yeah well, that's, that's real good it, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this will be a cool event Friday so come check it out um, I'm probably gonna try to make it because I haven't, still haven't been to Resident Head mm-hmm. and so that's Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Saturday, oh, here we it have is. a special uh, performance here. Why don't you tell us about? Yeah. <laughs> so the second one. We got Saturday. We got Stolen Cable presents Dave of the Dead's Home for the Holidays. It's Saturday. You don't got work. <laughs> uh, it's a holiday. It's Christmas. The suck is Christmas. <laughs> it's after Christmas. You you don't got work twice as much. Everyone's yeah. off. So it's a house show here at Dave of the Dead's abode featuring the one night return of Stolen Cable last show of 2023. Of course <laughs> it is. It's almost the last day of 2020. Yeah. <laughs> but we got about like five new songs we'll mm-hmm. be playing that I've written over in Japan and it's going to be a good night. Come on out. Bring all your I don't know. Bring your grandma. I don't know. <laughs> you know? Bring your yeah, no, bring it's going to be a lot of bring people I've talked to is, have told me they're coming and like and that's the only people I've talked to. <laughs> and so uh, I think this is going to be a pretty big party. And yeah, it's a, a free event, by the way. So it's going to be free. It's free, so BYOB. And uh, we're serious. Sometimes we say it's BYOB, yeah. and then we end up providing the B. Yeah. You know, this uh, is for real. No, no, no. As far as I know, there's no food this time. We usually yeah. feed people. We'll have some. We'll have some snacks. We'll have some cookies some, for sure. Some hordor. And some uh, eggnog. Eggnog. Yeah, we'll have <laughs> some eggnog. Yeah. If you want to get on my good side, bring me some Evan Williams eggnog. Hell yeah. Like that ain't that ain't a, a bit. That's just real. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, come check it out Saturday here at my house. Uh, if you want to come, I mean, a lot of people know where I live, but. Hit us up for the address. Of yeah, course, I'm going to be sending out personal invites this week to people. And uh, and uh, so, yeah, it's going to be great. Starts at, what time do we say? Eight, eight o'clock. So get here at eight. We'll probably start playing maybe nine. Doors at eight. So yeah. roll up at eight. So it'll be fun. The show will start on time. I keep telling you people <laughs> this. We're, so because of my classical music background, yeah. I'm real used to like, you, uh, mm-hmm. you want to be on time? Okay, so I'd be at this at like 7.45. Yeah, that's like, I mean, don't be here at 7.45. Yeah. <laughs> don't, be. don't be here at 7.45, right. but, you know, be here at like 8.15. Mm-hmm. You know? so, yeah, we're really excited about this party. I cannot wait to, to celebrate and it's a, celebrate Josh coming home to visit and playing music, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, then, what else we got, Nick? All right, closing show for ornaments and adornments at Mycelium <laughs> Gallery, Monday, January first, 
2024. We have to right. spec next right? year. Right? Next year. Not 2025. Is, yeah, this is an upcoming event for next year. Next yeah, year. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our first event yeah. for next year. Uh, first We're, upcoming event for 2024. There we go. So 2 to 7 p.m. And then, uh, yeah, that's going to be join us at Mycelium Gallery for our open house and closing of our ornaments and adornments show. And also the closing of our current location of Mycelium Gallery. Mm -hmm. So they're moving to a new location. This is absolutely the last day you have to see the concept this concept in this space all right and they will be re relocating to 2816 north pennsylvania mm -hmm. and reopening in march this is a free thing so this be a great right. opportunity to come uh, support yeah and my favorite do price. some fun stuff always, yeah it's yeah. pretty good price. i always like hanging out at my Salem gallery because there's always artists i mean especially the events that they have like this there's always a lot of artists i mean i've you know met musicians i met the journalists there it's like i mean i mean all kinds of people that hang out and that you know want to visit the big gallery and because it's cool that like, you can just show up for like maybe in 30 minutes or an hour you don't have to it's not like they do anything in particular you can look at the space and hang out and kind of come and go with kind of type deals so it's really fun and this is the last one at this location so please come out and support them uh they're looking to try to raise money for this move right now and they have a, a fundraiser set up online i'll try to link that in the description if anyone's interested in donating because mm. they're just looking for anything but also just go there and buy some art you know they've got some great gifts right now i mean well christmas will be over by the time this comes out <laughs> but mm. but it's just a great place to support local artists so um, i'm really proud of them for growing this year and now getting an even bigger space next year and we're going to be able to do they want to do comedy in there they oh, want yeah. to do music nice. they want to do all kinds of stuff so it's going to be super fun uh for this year i think for them might see them gallery yeah. so check them out um okay this is a big one on thursday january 4th uh is the monthly open mic night with Make Oklahoma Weirder, hosted yeah. by Jarvix. Yeah. Uh, staple of our community. Pillar of the community. That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> He's a pillar of the community. Yeah. <laughs> but this is at Factory Obscura, which I love. I've performed, no, I've performed there last month. And yeah. you, you've performed there before. If you're there, we party. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be performing this year, all three of all us. All three of us. Yeah, <laughs> we did it, guys. We? we did it. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't checked my email. I don't know if they said uh, okay to me yet. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, I'll so. announce that, and it'll put pressure on them to let me do yeah. it. And Liz is... Yeah, Liz is gonna try my wife. She's gonna try some comedy. Word. Yeah, so I might do some comedy then. I signed up to do music, but I might say. <laughs> well, you, you gotta know, do. We well, I gotta do music with you. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. can you do two? No. no um, anyway, so not. the next open mic with Make Oklahoma Weirder is Thursday, January fourth. Um, it's for performers of all disciplines and backgrounds. And it is going to be at Factory Obscura in the Wonder Stage, in the Wonder Room that they have. Wonder. So you can check out some of the exhibit when you go there. They don't have the whole things open for the open mic night, but you can see a taste of what they've got, anyways. Yeah. And it's ten dollars if you're if you're not performing. So, but you do get to check out some of the exhibit. Uh, the, this month's theme is cold open. They always have a theme <laughs> that, that you can use if you want. If you don't, you don't have to. 
Uh, so you've written songs specifically for the theme. No. Oh, you haven't? No. Well, a lot of people do. Uh, they'll write a whole song for it, so which is great. Um, but yeah, the cold open theme is kind of a practice of jumping directly into the beginning of a show before a title sequence. So I've started doing with this podcast, yeah. <laughs> a cold open. It's a little kind of thing to get you in and then kind of have the credits. So that's a cool idea. I mean, um, they always do a different theme and it's super cool. So I know. Check it out. Check out. Um, follow or look up. Make Oklahoma weirder and Factory Obscura for the link. I'll try to add the link in the description yeah. too to sign up. But I always encourage people to sign up for this because slots fill up. DM for yeah, details yeah. for sure. Like and the slots will fill up and there's limited space. Um, yeah. But also, it's it's a they have a professional stage. I mean, really nice stage. They have a sound guy. They have yeah. lighting. It's like. It's real. And it's only once a month? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's only once a month. Towards the beginning. I think, I don't think it's specifically the first Thursday. Maybe it is, but it's always the early in Thursday in the month. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, So, yeah, check that out. And uh, it's going to be cool Thursday. And that's it. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Another episode. What's y'all's analytics look like? Uh, Uh, Four. (laughs) <laughs> four. Yeah, yeah, we got month, four. Five. This month is five. Five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. We're up one. Up one. Well, you're watching now, so it's five. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, well, that's it for the episode. Thanks for watching, everyone. And you the little Japanese. <laughs> yeah. Um. After. Well, yeah. So, thanks for watching, and that's it. Bye. Bye. All right. Song time. Yeah, we got one thing left. One thing, one. Oh, that's what I was yeah. gonna say. But well, I'll just cut it in at the what end. What are you singing? Baby got back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hello, I'm Josh from Stolen Cable. I'll be performing a new Stolen Cable original that I wrote in Japan called "To Be Enough." Here we go. You can see this full band if you come to our show, whenever that is. And you know what I mean. Here we go. Two, three. It's true.